Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Yahoo. Do you know what time it is, Tate? I hope you do. It's March. If you don't know what time it is, I need a new podcast partner. Um, it is bracket time, Tate. There's no wrong way to pick teams with Yahoo Sports. Tourney, pick them all through the Yahoo Fantasy app. Join in a public group or create a group or join J- Draymond Green's group for a shot at $25,000. I don't know why that's so funny. Or join our group. Can we get can we get a, a shout out for our group that we've started um, mm-hmm. through Yahoo? You can join our group as well, the One Shining Pod Friends of the Program group. Don't miss out on March Madness. Get your bracket in before the games tip off March fifteenth. It's coming up close. Uh, it, it'll be here before you know it. Build your own bracket at yahoo.com/slash tourney twenty eighteen. See if you can beat Tate and I. Um, Tate, are you, are you is North Carolina? Are you one of those guys that's like my alma mater? I always have to no. Pick the those goal. people are the you worst. Play, you play no, no, straight. No. You play it straight. All right. if, if you do that, then I don't want to play with you. So if you do do that, do not join our group. That is straight from me. Uh, also, we are brought to you by a website that you write for. Yes, and that I work for. Yes, theringer.com. Uh, you wrote a big story. And we're oh, gonna t- oh, I, I feel like <laughs> listen. I I'm not saying it's going to change the world, but. If, if other people are saying that, I'm not going to stop them from saying it. It could um, change Jim Delaney's opinion. I wrote a big. I mean, listen, we're going to get into it on the podcast. I just kind of wrote about the Big Ten and and the tournament and how I loved it, and that sucks. <laughs> it sucks how much it, I hated how much I love the Big Ten tournament. So, um, you can go check that out. Read 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 my work on the. Uh, I made a Midwestern joke that I'm really proud of. That What's you can that? Check. I'm not going to Cheese curds? It. No, we can, dude, it's called like, you know, you're oh, trying to. Oh, yeah, Okay, I get it. Now, now I'm working. people to go check it out. Uh, check that out on the ringer.com. And also check out some of our great podcasts. Uh, the Bill Simmons podcast is on our Ooh, network. What's that one? Uh, that's with this guy, Bill Simmons. He's a sports guy. Uh, and then GM Street. I just recorded that today with uh, Mike Lombardi. We talked about the combine and how oh, it doesn't God. matter at all. So go check that <laughs> how out. The, how it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so Tate and I today, we are going to dive into the Big Ten tournament. We're going to dive. Are, are we going to talk Duke Carolina, Tate? Are you ready? No. You're, you're fired up. I'm not. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you fired up. I, I have a feeling we're gonna bring it up. Tate's gonna get really fired up. Uh, might have to talk about Tony Carr ripping Ohio, ripping the hearts out of Ohio State fans. Uh, we're gonna you know everything going on in college basketball. We're going to hit today, but first Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Welcome to One Shining Podcast. My name is Mark Titus. Across from me is Tate Frazier. Tate, the Oscars have come and gone. Yes. Oscar season is here and gone. Um, so I thought today we should... On, You're a Hollywood podcast, elite at this point. I'm a, I'm a very, I'm very elite. Um, I thought today we should do an exercise where we give out like Oscar awards, but mm. we repurpose them as basketball awards. So we do like leading actor, but actually it's like the best player on the team. And then oh, I thought it was gonna be Grayson Allen. And then you do supporting actor, and okay. it's like not the best player on the team, mm. but it's like the second best player. And then like best director for that one, you would do like the best coach, for wow. example. Look I at was, you. I was, I'm kidding, people. Get the <laughs> listeners like, oh god, what do I got myself into? <laughs> Everyone just changed. <laughs> I, I did. I started out a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago where I did the Jordan Lebron thing. I was like, we're gonna spend three hours talking about Jordan Lebron. Some a listener literally paused the podcast and tweeted at me. He's like, "Sorry, man, couldn't listen to this one. I, don't, I, have, I have better things to do than listen to you guys argue for three hours." Yeah, and you've also heard like, this argument for the past, yeah. you know, fifteen years. So I, I think like, you're gonna oh, be all right, uh, buddy. Uh, I was joking. Just keep, <laughs> keep listening. Speaking of the Oscars, though, I did. Mm. I tried. Uh, I, I said on the pod a couple of weeks ago when I said I was coming out here, I was excited. I was gonna go try to like see what it was about. As it turns out, it's pretty much what you expect. They they, they set up a bunch of uh, fences. 
see, I want to I want to mention this real quick because there's a lot of people like me in the Midwest, you know, like my people back home are like, you know, tell us what the Oscars about. Like, give us the scoop. Do you see any celebs? Mm. Oh, you mm. see the stars? Mm. It's a, it's pretty stupid, Tate. They set up a bunch of fences. Can't walk anywhere. Um, then they just like lay a red carpet, and then like all the rich people, like basically like the rich people are standing on one side of the fence. The not rich people are on the other side of the fence. They're throwing and their gum on the other side of the, the fence. The tourists are like whacking homeless people away mm, so they mm, can get, get with close. their selfie, yes. selfie sticks so they can get good, nice good picture of the... It's like World War the, Z yeah. when they're like climbing over the wall and they're just trying to get a look. It was a yeah. trip, man. It was a trip. So I, I, I went down there and checked it out for like two minutes like I thought I would. And I, I will say, I'm not going to lie. They did the... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel went into this separate theater and they were screening A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. It was like innocent bystanders on Hollywood Boulevard came in to think, you know, to see a preview of A Wrinkle thought, in Time. And I'm watching this live and I'm like, I bet Mark Titus is in that room. I knew you had walked up there. So I'm just, you know, looking at the screen trying to find you're trying to find a Cubs hat anywhere, right? And unfortunately, you weren't there. I wasn't there. I, I turned back. I blame Jimmy. Um, yeah, I, I he should have found you. Yeah, yeah. I should I should have definitely gone. So, um, but let's get to the basketball tape. Uh, I, I I think we should start. That's by, what we're here for. By just mentioning, I, I guess my question to you is: should should we try to do the Tide Pod challenge on air right this mm-hmm. second? Because between the two of us, it was not a great weekend. Um, it's it started with with Ohio State, mm-hmm. my alma mater. Yes, uh, I played there. Um, people forget. People forget that part. Tony Carr, just get, get this man out of my face, Tate. Three and zero. I'm done with him. I, he's got to go. But isn't it perfect? You know, when you think of Tony Carr, because when I think of Tony Carr, I think 30 points on Ohio State. That's just what comes to my head. The first thing when I hear Tony Carr, and then no, that's not goes Three and zero, and it, and it all works out. It was perfect for Tony. It's not perfect at all. That's actually um, the real Tony. It's just putting 30 points up on Ohio State. So in case you missed it, mm-hmm. Tony Carr dropped 25 this time. We we held him in check. <laughs> we we kind of shut him down, if we're being honest. Yes. Um, Penn State beat Ohio State for the third time this season. Penn State uh, is the only the only Big Ten team that Ohio State did not beat this year was Penn State and we went 0-3 against Penn State uh, sleeping giant listen I make the joke on here all the time that when you lose to a team that you can throw out some excuses like we just didn't hit shots bad matchup bad matchup etc bad this is a bad matchup for Ohio State um, and and the most frustrating part is that now Penn State then turns around loses mm-hmm. immediately after that to Purdue in a blowout, and is not and is not going to the NCAA tournament now. So now Ohio State, like I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Like I'm looking at the NCAA tournament field, like we don't know the bracket yet, but I'm looking at the teams that are going to make it. And I'm thinking Ohio State can beat any of these teams as long as Penn State's not in it. That's good. Like maybe we'll actually have a shot at winning this thing. But then the other thought is, if we lost three times to a team that didn't even make the tournament, what shot do we have? So, uh, but we also made the joke on Friday when we were talking about Penn State and the fact that they were trying to build their resume for the tournament. We knew that they had to beat another team besides Ohio State. And at this point, it was like, just just lose the game to Ohio State. If you're not going to go do anything else after this Penn State, just right. take the loss. Just let the better team go on for the good of the tournament. But it turns out it didn't even matter because the Big Ten tournament was still great without Ohio State. You you, you made the comment that Andrew Dockich was going to have his father's moment like he had <laughs> yes, against Michael defensive Jordan. Highlight, yes. And his defensive highlight. Uh, he did not. <laughs> I would, I would, Quite the contrary. I would say he did not. And, you know, that's okay. Um no, so Ohio State is, is now in a position where they have, they have two weeks off going into the NCAA tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. They are probably going to be a five seed. It's it's feeling more and more like the 12 over five upset special. We're going to be victims to that. And what felt like the dream season is like, I, it, it's a very weird spot to be in where, where you're going to be disappointed that Ohio State made the tournament and got a five seed. But that feels like where I'm, I'm headed. Because like at the beginning of the year, I was like, man, if we even make the NIT, I'd be excited. But... Now, uh, uh, I don't know. 
But it's, I think you're in, a, you're in a similar position as me. And we're going to take this to the 21st century. It used to be drink the Kool-Aid. This is going to be eat the Tide Pods. Eat pod. the Tide Pods. And that's how we feel at this point in time. And it's because our rival has taken the spotlight from us. Because there was this little run in February. We were coming on this podcast. We were bragging. We were laughing. We were cackling at this point that North Carolina was unstoppable. They, yeah, they won we six straight. We, Ohio State had <laughs> KBD, K to Big Dick. K to Big um, Dick. And they were just running the world. And we're laughing and we're scoffing at the thought of our rivals. And then as soon as we hit tournament time, as soon yeah. as March hits, Michigan gets hot with Beeline. Of course, you know, January, February. Beeline and Coach K does what Coach K does, which is turn it up, start yelling at people, run zone completely, and start throwing lobs to Marvin Bagley uh, obsessively. And now everything has changed, and that's why the tide has turned into tide, tide pods. pods. Um, let's let's get into it. The good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy, because you, you're you're touching on a lot of things we're going to hit on. Um, but let's just dive right into the segment. Uh, uh, we're going to get to your alma mater in a second, but first. Um, Pro Jam. I'm, I'm going to let you go first uh, with your good guy. Who's your good guy of the week? Good guy of the week. This uh, is the last time. Well, by the way, should, yes. we, should we explain it? This is the last time of the year that <laughs> we're sorry, going. I'm sorry, Kyle. This is the I last time. I don't want time, him to do it. So this is, the last, this is probably the last time because Selection Sunday is coming up. Uh, next pod we do. Uh-huh. You know, we'll like, be Friday. We'll, we'll, we'll be Friday. And then after that, <laughs> we're going to come back around. It's going to be Selection Sunday. We're going to shift into the tournament. Probably mm-hmm. not going to do good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy. Should we explain it one last time or... No, no. Okay, Kyle's, Kyle's, Kyle's saying no, and he's he's threatening to turn off the computer at this point. Um, but yeah, so a good guy is a coach. <laughs> Just kidding, Kyle. Our good guy. This is Kyle. If you got your head out of your ass and actually made some merch, that would be an awesome yeah. T-shirt to be like. Good, like just spell out so a good guy is and then like do a whole explanation of a t-shirt make it like really small font and just goes on and on and yeah it's, it's like the Webster's definition and it's it, it's me explaining what good guy bad guy Kyle yeah, guy so with your highlights yeah. and it's actually a scribbled out face That'd people be love that shirt okay so go ahead Kate, who's yes, your good guy Bill Self the head coach of Kansas this is a good pick I, I wanted to pick this but yeah. Are you upset? Are you mad? But well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we have to point it out because Bill Self, um, you know, he had this whole campaign we talked about on Friday a little bit where he was campaigning for Devontae Graham, aka the apostrophe, to win the Big Twelve Player of the Year nod, which was great. It worked. it worked out. That was a very good guy move. It worked. He said Trey Young was great in December, but this is the time where the Big 12 player mm-hmm. has to come from the conference play and how how well they did. So Devontae wins that. The reason that he's a good guy is because Kansas had to play a game. And yes. they had to play Oklahoma State. And they had already lost Oklahoma State in Lawrence. People forget. Yes. That happened earlier in the year. We were freaking out. That was when we were like, are we sure Kansas That was good? when I picked Bill Self as my good Like, I picked yes. it that way. Yeah, but go ahead. Because it's come full circle at this right. point. And so Bill Self, Kansas, they blow this game. They look terrible. I mean, some of the passes in this game, if you watch it at all, like there was a few times LeGerald Vick literally threw it into the crowd. And I, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he was messing with me or not, but he like hit four or five people in the crowd. Um and then you come and you look at it from a big picture angle of what Bill Self is and who he is. And this is why he's a good guy. Kansas, 14 straight. We know that. They've won 14 straight Big 12 titles. They're going to share it. Um, and that's what they do. But Bill Self went to Oklahoma State, right? Right. We remember this. He already lost to them early in the season, which was a season which was a signature win for Oklahoma State. And now we go. He's going to go to Stillwater. He's going to go to his alma mater. He's got everything sort of settled in the bag. Everyone believes Kansas is going to be a one seed. But Oklahoma State, they need another signature win. Right. They need a chance to really, you know, boost that resume. And what does Bill Self do as a good guy is? Just throws the game. He, he throws the game. That, that's the only way to explain this. I Genius mean, Kansas, move. Kansas got absolutely boat raced. They they didn't want to be there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if, if you didn't believe in the Bill Self alma mater special before that game, 
you sure should believe in it now, Tate. You have to. I don't. I don't see. There's I don't know what Eddie Sutton has over Bill Self, but something's there, and he's not going to let him win. This man has never in the history of his of his Kansas coaching career been swept. Yes, ever, 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 <laughs> not once. And the one time he does it is when not only to his alma mater, mm-hmm. but when his alma mater is on the wrong side of the bubble and needs like a massive, massive win. I I don't understand. Like it, it, it's obvious what's going on here. It's obvious. We've cracked the cut. Like, it's not even, I don't even think it's fun to talk about anymore because it's like, it used to, you know, it used to be fun for you and I to throw around conspiracies, you know, and like, oh, here we are throwing this out. Like, has anyone thought about it this way? At this point, it's like the most obvious thing in the world that it's not even fun to. It's so true that it's chilling, you know, that he can get away with this. This is a blatant offense. He knows what he's doing. I mean, obviously it was a good guy move. That's why we can't call him out. You know, that's why it's a good guy thing. It's sort of, I'm going to spin it this way. It's sort of a bad guy move, like a a, a badass (laughs) move. That Bill Self can can throw free games to his alma mater and still win the conference. How badass is that? Well, that he's like, it was already locked up. I'm gonna throw these charity wins over here, and we're still gonna lock up the conference because, like, it's, it's unbelievable. So, Bill Self, good guy, good guy of the week. That's a good pick. That's who I wanted to pick. Well, then tell us your pick. But instead, yes, what transpired on Saturday night <laughs> uh, in Durham, North Carolina? Mm. I don't even know where to start. I mean. Here's what I know. Yep. My good guy of the week wears baby blue. I just don't know who whomst he is. Um, Carolina blue. I could, yeah, but like I said, baby blue. <laughs> um, I could pick Joel Berry, who went three for eleven and got uh-huh. all eight of his shots blocked that he missed. I swear, every single shot he took was. Have you have you talked to is Joel a friend of the program? See, so listen to the pod, Joel. Yeah. Can, we, can we stop shooting from your chin? Is is it too late to fix that, Tate? But it's the exact same thing happened when they played Michigan State early in the year. And I got yeah. on this podcast, and I was finally concerned. I was yeah. like, I was like level four concerned. And after this Duke game, I'm I'm around like level four point five. Yeah, where Joel Berry has to be the engine that makes this team go. We all know that, um, and he's been terrible. <laughs> Damn. So uh, <laughs> okay, um, Joel Berry goes three for eleven. He could be my good guy of the week. Uh, Luke May, who mm. I they've played Duke twice now. I said both times going into the game, Luke May is going to make a killing at the the high post. All you have to do is turn, catch the ball, catch the ball, turn and shoot, make it. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's Luke May's game. He's got this. He's got the J. He's got the size to shoot over the big guy. If he but comes but the problem is Luke May has now turned that into one movement. He is now catching the ball, yeah, shooting yeah. the ball, turning all at the same time, and rushing every single shot. So it's, it's true. just brick city. And he couldn't. He couldn't hit anything to no. save his life. Theo Pinson could also probably be a, a good guy who had the same predicament that he he caught the ball at the high post, was wide open every single time, had no idea. He, he, you see the shit just running down his leg. He's like, I can't shoot. Are you asking me to shoot the basketball? <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he is like actually shooting three still. Um, Roy, <laughs> maybe yes. maybe maybe Roy gets a good guy nod. Uh, so I I'm not really sure where to go with it, but I'm I'm just gonna pick the entire program. North Carolina was up by 13 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I, I 52 to 39. So 1650 left in the game. Forget about the game. Let's talk about me watching <laughs> the game. Um, Tate texts me the day of the game, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be downtown, downtown LA at this bar." This is how I text. And you said you should you should come check it out with me. Uh-huh. You should come watch the game with me if you have nothing else to do. I was like, yeah, that sounds. It was fun. a lot more upbeat than that. It was yeah, like, hey, was like, Titus, want like, to hey, come yeah, watch the game yeah. with me? So I was like, yeah, you know, I don't I don't really have anything to do in L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people here. I was like, I'll go to the game. That seems fun to watch a North Carolina do game with Tate. I get there, 
literally everybody in the bar is wearing Carolina stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's a North Carolina bar. Tate failed to tell me that. Um, I probably would not have come if that was the case. <laughs> I felt very uncomfortable. I also did not know that was the case. A lot of boat shoes. A lot of uh, no, no, lot no, of... no, 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 no. These are these are Trinity Carolina fans. These are these are Los Angeles reformed Carolina fans. Uh, I've never been to North Carolina. So the bar the bar is a Carolina bar, but um. I, I go to order a meatball sub. I see a meatball sub on the menu. Mm. Um, it is a vegan meatball sub. Not sure how explain that works. yourself. Yes, Tate. exactly. Chickpeas, it, maybe. This is this is the North Carolina bar. You have to explain yourself. I have never been there. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. No Most LA bullshit I've ever yes. seen in my life. That you have a. It's it's literally you said the you menu. Loved it. Literally the menu says meatball sub, and then mm. in parentheses it's like it's a wink, it's wink. Vegan. It's like how how can you have a meatball sub mm-hmm. if it's that's impossible. Um. Anyway, so we're watching the game. The first half is going swimmingly for North Carolina. Uh, I turn to Tate at one point and I say, I love Joel Berry. And Tate's like, I know, man. He's great, isn't he? And I said, I think the thing I love about Joel Berry is that you just always can trust it. He always seems like he knows what he's doing out Mm -hmm. there, even if he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I swear not five seconds later, Joel Berry airballs a three. (laughs) Not only that, the whole game falls apart after that. And that that sort of started everything. And the first half... North Carolina gets up 10 points. Kenny Williams hits the three before halftime. There's an incredulous group of people because we all know that this is what Coach K does. This is what happens at Cameron. You get your hopes up. You feel really good about the first half. But what Coach K does is he just sits on his hands for a half and waits and waits and plots and plots. He's got something cooked up. That's all he's doing. And all he did was at halftime, he goes up to Trevon Duval. Duval. And goes up to him and says, just beat your man off the dribble and throw a lop. And he realized that's every single time. And unfortunately, what happened was Joel gets the classic Cameron special, gets a bullshit three call on a third file, and he comes out of the game, and we put in seventh woods. And one of the rules I have in life is to never speak a word. No ill will towards seventh woods. I just Mm. don't do that. I'm not a part of that crew. There's a lot of people that do that. I don't do that. So how has seventh woods earned the right for you to not talk smack about him but Joel Berry because on the seventh day he was born and his name was seventh and that's all you need to know seventh (laughs) woods is chosen he came to us I will never say a bad thing about him we needed him to come when he came and he did Seventh Woods comes in this game. And You're saying he's a good guy? He, he, just, gets, my good guy the week. he just gets roasted. I think Seventh Woods is the good guy of the week. Just gets roasted. He gets toasted on a Grayson Allen three, sprayed in his face. Duval beats him off the dribble, throws the first lob to Bagley. Because the secret had been, Pinson had been guarding Bagley this whole time. Mm-hmm. That's a mismatch, folks, in is case it? you didn't know. And Bagley looked terrible in the first half. For whatever reason, he was worn out by Luke Bay and Theo Pinson. But... Whatever Kay said at halftime, I don't know if, you know, Shire might have chimed in and said something. And What do you, what do you, what do you say you think? <laughs> Just throw the f***ing lob. <laughs> something like that. And that's all they did in the second half. They beat their man off the dribble and they threw lobs at Bagley and he looked unstoppable and it looked like he was ACC Player of the Year. I was actually going to come on this podcast and make the good guy, everyone who voted for Marvin Bagley, ACC Player of the Year, because I don't think he earned that. And then in this game, he earned it. He earned it. I mean, he just completely earned it. It was un- unstoppable. Uh, that Duke team looked scary. They looked like it was awesome. Yeah. So at the end of the first half, Kenny Williams says three. Yes. The bar rat is going nuts. Um, I no, turned. Everyone to, knew there was trepidation. I turned to Tate and I go, "What's the chant? Is it tar or something?" He's like, "Yeah, just yell tar. Just yell tar." So I go tar, and then the place goes heels, and I, I'm doing that back and forth. Little does anybody in that bar realize. Mm. I'm cheering for Duke. In yes, this game. <laughs> yes. You have a Cubs hat on. I swindled them all. You're, you're, you're Chicago. I mean, that's what Duke people are. They're all from Chicago. It's so a little bit of roots. I get everybody in this bar on my side, and they're all like, I don't know who this guy is wearing the Cubs hat, mm-hmm. but I like him. That he's starting the Tar Heels chant, getting the crowd into it. And, and, and then as it all just starts slipping away, I'm laughing my ass off on the inside. It was... It, we couldn't have scripted it any better. Not only, not only did Duke come back and win, it's, it's that... 
three things happened in this game that were just so delicious as someone who was sitting next to Tate Frazier as it was mm. happening. Number one, as you said, Duval, who you and I have mercilessly, mercilessly roasted on this podcast, um, plays the game mainly of his because life. Of his, yeah, mainly because of his name change. Well, it's, it's funny because he had seven points, but he still played the game of his life. Yes. Was, was unbelievable for Duke. Uh, so the fact that like, it all slipped away because of Trayvon du- Trevon, Trevon Duval. Trevon. It's hilarious to mm-hmm. me. Number two, that you were making the case that Luke May deserves ACC Player of the Year over Marvin Bagley. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Bagley. That was at halftime. My God. Yeah. I mean, Marvin great. Bagley, like, he doesn't just dunk. Like, he, he cocks it back, like, hits his ass with the ball. Then, like, he, he throws up the shack legs as he dunks. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Watch. He, he, I swear every single point he had was off of dunks. Um, That was amazing. And then number three, we cap it all off, Tate. The end of the night, Duke has the win. Coach K calls timeout, does the little substitution thing, and your boy comes out, and there's an embrace. Oh, oh. And and K in that moment, I think he legally adopted Grayson Allen. I think that that was what happened. I think he whispered in his ear, "You will forever be my son." And Tate was throwing shit at the TV. He was. I, I had to restrain him. He was losing his mind. And and all, all three of those things together was just. I mean, it was, it was great. I'm literally having PTSD as uh as you talk about the situation because I joke. I, I take a lot of onus on what I said on this podcast a week ago, <laughs> and I and I joked about. And this was before North Carolina blew their senior night to a Jaquan Newton three that was sprayed in Joel Berry's face, <laughs> and this is before Grayson Allen got to go away smiling, crying. Grabbing ass, Seth hugging. Davis, Seth Davis is tweeting like yes, he's had he's, the world yes, thrown at him. He's had the world thrown. This is, uh, <laughs> I mean, all of this is happening, and I take full responsibility for what I said because I set it all up to happen like this. Um, just Grayson, first of all, going off the court and passing the torch to Alex O'Connell. Yep, that is a beautiful moment because I was concerned <laughs> about the future of Duke basketball and the Duke I know, but I see Alex O'Connell and I think there's hope. Yeah, there oh, there's hope. hope. <laughs> there's hope. <laughs> there's more than hope. And then I see John Shire grip Grayson so tightly and I say that's the passing of the torch of one you know mediocre three-point shooter that can never make it in the NBA (laughs) to another mediocre three-point shooter that will never make it in the NBA Um, and that makes me happy to see that but I have to ask this question and I know a lot of people may get upset about this and one of our uh, podcast hosts on the network I'm sure will be upset about this I think Grayson Allen had a better Duke career than JJ Redick Ooh. And I say that as someone who never thought that was possible watching Grayson Allen for four years. And I still don't think it's true based on the player and how they played and the impact. But I do think if you put the resume, it's like the LeBron Jordan thing. You know? okay. If you put the resume, and that was a plug, folks. Uh, if you put the resume of Grayson Allen next to J.J. Redick, three verse four, and you, and you put it on a national champion, J.J. didn't win a national title, did he? Interesting. Um, and then you start going through the accolades within the ACC. You know, I mean, obviously, J.J. National was a... Player of the Year now for Redick. And then you think about that, and you're like, well, Grayson got soured on votes because of, you know, people thought he had an attitude problem. Mm. If J.J. played in, also, tw- in, in the in the 2015 to 2018 era, right. I think some people would have had some problems with what, what J.J. was up to. Also, uh, Duke basically, Duke's entire offense was like, get the ball to J.J. Redick, and Grayson didn't have that luxury. He had he, Jason Tatum next right. to him. He had Luke Brandon Kennard Ingram. next to him, Brandon Ingram, all these guys. Yeah. I mean, the National Championship game, Redick he was had, the best player. Redick had Sheldon Williams, Greg Paulus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Josh McDonald. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's about it. Daniel Ewing, yeah. maybe. Um, 
So I'm just putting it out there. And okay. I, 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 would I, like love to, I would love to hear JJ's point of view on this. I see where you're this. going with this. That we, we, we said on the last pod that we need a beef, that we need someone out there to have a beef with. And I like this. Let's let's throw some shade I at I think we need some internal strife in the Duke yeah. Brotherhood. Because yeah. I think right now everyone's happy and go lucky. I saw like them tweet out this this promo for like their movie, <laughs> like Guard You, like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was Guards of the Galaxy, and it was all the Duke players of the past, and it was like Austin Rivers, like Chris Duhon, remember this guy? And the whole thing. And, and JJ was not prominent enough. Yeah, and if I'm JJ, I'm upset because I think I'm the best shooting guard at Duke, and I, and right now I think Grayson may have an argument, so I want to hear that that fallout out. Okay, so you're just you're basically just trying to stoke the flames yes. to get the Duke people. To, well, yeah. no, that, I just, that, I just wanted to talk reprieve. about it. Um, how about the Cameron Crazies? Uh, the the if you didn't see this, the uh the sheet that they put together, mm. um, was an all time classic, classic Crazies. <sighs> this could not have gone any better for. Basically, people who want to see Tate Frazier miserable. This was mm. like the greatest. Mm. <laughs> this was the greatest. <laughs> and and I, li- Cameron Indoor is the sunken place personified, <laughs> dude. Like when they have their hands out and they're all on our people, like leave us alone. <laughs> leave us alone. Go back to your tents. Uh, and, and what kind of losers have to invite celebrities that have no affiliation with the, with the university or the Dr. program Ken. at all? Who the, the the dude from the Hangover? Two chains? No, oh, Ken, oh, two chains. Yeah, two chains went to Duke. I'm sure he did. Uh, Ken Jong, first of all, he went to North Carolina and Duke, and he's decided to choose sides. And nobody seen true? nobody seen Hangover three, and he's out. <laughs> Next up, uh, Tony Romo, CBS analyst. What does he have to do with Duke? I don't know, but he's there. They're just they're bringing all their celebrity friends, and they're trying. It's like the Silicon Valley guys when they have all the, the celebrities come over, but still no one's talking at the party. That's what Duke's trying to do to us, and they're trying to put on this forward face that we're cool. All everyone likes us. You see Tupac wear that Jeff Capel jersey? Remember that? I'm tired of it. I love it. I'm tired. I of love it. it. Sorry, Duke fans. No, you're not. It's no, awesome. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, so Duke is um, in play for one seed. Mm-hmm. Duke is back. Um, North Carolina is now the sixth seed in the ACC tournament. Tate, sixth seed. Well, they're tied. They're tied. Sixth seed. They're, they're tied. They're the Come seed. on. Come on. Um, in all seriousness, are you worried about North Carolina moving forward? They've lost two in a row now, right? Yep. <sighs> they lost one at home. They mm-hmm. let a game slip away. Um, my take is you probably shouldn't have your two best players suck <laughs> at the same <laughs> Heading time. Heading into the tournament. Yes. Heading into the tournament. That's that would a bad, be a problem. Bad move. Um. So it's a it's a double edged question. One, are you worried about North Carolina? Mm. And two, more importantly, are you worried that do you share the same feeling that I do? The Duke looks damn good and has it all together. And that two three zone, I mean, like I, I forgot where they were on Kim Pom with the defense, but it's like shot up to the top fifteen Kim Pom defense. It just really hurts me that Coach K, a man that takes so much pride in himself as being the best coach of all time, mm-hmm. won't teach his team how to play man to man defense. <laughs> he just give, he just gives up. Is that, is that what you're saying? He's just letting them play zone. Mm. That's uh, makes me sick. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, I'm worried about North Carolina going into the AC tournament. Uh, I think the AC tournament is sort of a facade at this point because everyone believes that you want to win the national championship, and a lot of times it's hard to win both. Um, as a North Carolina fan, I don't like to win the AC tournament when I think that they can win the NCAA tournament. I don't think they can this year, so I would like to win the AC tournament. Mm, okay, it's in Brooklyn. It should be fun. I wish we were going, but we're not. That would be nice. Um. Yeah, I think I think good guy I, has really gone off the rails right now. Yeah, this, you're, this you're very frustrated. This has gone to a diatribe in my. No, I mean it's only fair. Like the people have to listen to us talk about our alma maters. You know, they, they hate they, this. They had to listen to the. Do you I know don't how even many, want to talk about how many my team. people like thought it was so cringeworthy that we were going in on Duke for the Zion Williamson thing, and they're like, "Oh man, you guys, I thought you know, like that's 
that's oh so cringeworthy that you guys think that 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 Capel's dropping bags. Wow, how could can you? We, can we do bad guy? You? Can we do bad guy? <laughs> Let's just get into it. No, let me. I'll finish the thought. So everyone thinks it's only fair that we then you know throw the Duke fans a bone and and let let them drink your delicious tears as you're crying from from Carolina losing. So okay, get a, go go into bad guy. Let's yeah, transition they, to your bad guy of the week. They can let me eat the Tide Pod. Uh, bad guy of the week. I'm only chasing after bags now. I got a game plan. This is low-hanging fruit. I don't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. But it's too easy, and it's too on the nose not to. Dukas isn't Coach Jeff Capel. And I know what you're thinking. Tate, you're mad. Tate, you're being sour grapes. You're, you're, you're yelling at Titus. Kyle's pissed off. He's about to turn my mic off. But I say this because he tweeted it out, and he took a picture. Mm-hmm. With two chains, the rapper, formerly Titty Boy. I'm a Titty Boy fan. I'm not I'm a sorry, two chains I'm fan. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Titty Boy. T I T. What? Yeah, wait, what? That was his original name. T I T Y space B O I Titty Boy. I'm riding around. <laughs> and I'm getting it. I'm riding around. And I'm getting it. Why did he change his name? He changed his name to Two Chains because he had to leave disturbing the peace, which is Ludacris's label. They were holding him back. Why can't he like so like? Can, can we get a mashup and call him Two Titties or something? Something like that. Can we get, can we, can that, that would that actually be going? good. That would actually work out. I don't know how he got to Two Chains, but that's his moniker now. Um, he's sitting right behind the Duke bench, which uh, I think is crazy. I mean, if I'm Danny Ferry, right? Like, let's say I'm Danny Ferry. I got some guy out there that's 18 year old, 18 years old, wearing my jersey, number 35. I'm looking yep. at the bench. I see two chains behind the bench. I see Tony Romo, you know, in my peripheral, in the corner of my eye. I'm like, where has my basketball program gone? <laughs> where is my Duke basketball? I just can't believe this. And I point to one man. And it's a man that called himself the Duffel Bag Boy. For people that don't know, there was a song by Two Chains uh, back in the day, um, back when it was Play a Circle was his group, and he made a song called Duffel Bag Boys featuring Lil Wayne. Um, And Jeff Capel calls himself a Duffel Bag Boy, puts it on Instagram, a picture with him and Two Chains, and that is the most bad guy move of all time to say, I am a duffel bag boy. I'm here with the man that invented the term duffel bag boys. Jeff Capel is, is taunting the NCAA at this point. He, he's he literally was, pissing in their face. He is. He's, he's taunting the NCAA, the I FBI. I don't even know if that's a phrase, but he's, that's what he's, he's doing at this point. <laughs> he straight up uses hashtag Duffel Bag Boy. He, he's the most... Boys! No, he's not, boys. He's yeah, not yeah. saying, he's not uh, saying he's, that 2 chains is the Duffel Bag both. Boy. He's saying boys. He's saying the two of us are I, Duffel Bag Boys. Come at me. Please try. I got a Gucci bag in the back. And guess what name is on it? You have to... Zion. You have to at least respect that, though, right? I do. That the I FBI is cracking it. down on everything, and... Capel is landing the top three recruits. He's tweeting duffel bag boys. Reddish, Barrett, Zion. Doesn't duffel care. bag boys. Um, so that's yeah. my bad guy of the week. And, and I, I will say this to Duke fans. I know you're upset, but you should be happy. Your team looks great right now. Jeff Capel is think, not scared of anything. Do you, do you really think Duke has a shot at once? If Duke wins the ACC tournament, they have to be a one seed, right? Yes. Do you think they're going to be a one seed? I think Duke so who's, who, who misses out? Because like Virginia is definitely a one seed. Yeah. I think Xavier's got to be a one seed. Or do you think it's going to be like... Xavier, Virginia, or I think what they're, I think what the committee's going to do is they're going to say which conference is better, the Big East or the ACC. And if yeah. Duke wins, then they say the ACC gets the two one seeds. And if Duke doesn't mm-hmm. win, then they just stick with Villanova and Xavier. So you think Kansas is definitely the other one? Yeah, seed. I think yeah, Kansas, Kansas has Kansas to be. is locked in. Is the Kansas other one is seed. locked in? Virginia's locked in. I think Villanova, like Villanova, is kind of limping into the end of the season. They're not I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying Villanova fans should be worried. I still think Villanova is one of the best teams of the country. I still think they're very very good. But I I mean, you start like looking at it like what they were like 6 and 3 in February, I want to say. Um, but everyone points to the the Phil Booth thing. So they yeah, have like, like a yeah, caveat. That's true. That's true. Phil Booth comes back. It's a different team. Yep. That's a good point. 
But you can't take Xavier. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to find a way. The committee will find a way if Duke wins out. I think that in their minds, it's like as far as how we sell these one seeds, I think Duke does a lot more for them in a region than Xavier. No offense to Xavier. I think Xavier deserves the one seed. I think they've had some great moments. Does Xavier want a one seed? I think they do because they've never had one. So I think like having that seminal moment of like, we've We're arrived. Here. Yeah. We, we won the Big Especially East. Especially after last season. We are a one seed. Yeah. It's happening. I think you need that. Um, but if, if we if, if we like, you know, in a hypothetical world, say Xavier got a one seed five years ago, I don't think Xavier should want a one seed this year. I think they should be fine with the two. And let's be honest. We got to tell why you don't want to be a one seed. And that goes to your bad guy of the week. Talk about the Big Ten. Jim yeah. Delaney. And the yes. hottest team in basketball, the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Let, let, let's take a break, and I'm going to get into my bad guy of the week. Because I, I, I got a lot of thoughts. We're going to take a break. <laughs> Listen up, Hoops fans. Did you know that March Madness continues to be one of the most heavily bet events of the year? It's true. With so much action packed into a short time frame, sports bettors have hundreds of options and games to choose from at any given moment. And Sportsbook Review is your go-to resource for all sports betting this season. From free picks and predictions to live comparisons of betting odds, Sportsbook Review puts the power back into the better's hands by providing you with the information you need to come out a winner. Plus, Sportsbook Review takes it a step further by offering you full profiles, reviews, and ratings for hundreds of betting sites. See past the marketing gimmicks and flashy signs. Sportsbook Review's goal is to help you find the perfect betting site to match your personal needs. Head over to Sportsbook Review today to get in on the action. And for a limited time, visit www.sportsbookreview.com ringer to find expert predictions, live odds, and access to exclusive bonus promotions at A-plus rated sportsbooks. A-plus seems pretty good to me, Tate. I don't know how these ratings work. That sounds pretty nice. Again, that is www.sportsbookreview.com ringer. Make some real cash this tournament season with Sportsbook Review. All right, Tate. Uh... So you're, we've, we've, the cat's out of the bag. My bad guy of the week, Jim Delaney. Um, the Big Ten tournament just happened. Michigan won. We have a lot of thoughts on the Big Ten tournament. Uh, first of all, Michigan red hot. It, it, who who is the the March coach at this point? Is it is it Izzo? Is it Beeline? Nobody knows. That's the argument in Michigan. They're all fighting for it because you know I see all these Michigan fans and they're locked in. They think Beeline's the guy. You know we got back to back big Big Ten titles. We go to Final Fours. This is what Beeline does. This is his movement. But then Izzo is the old adage dating back to what 2000, right? I mean that's what everyone says is Izzo's time in March. But Izzo's had some unceremonious exits in the past few years, and you know we forget yeah. things. People Listen, forget. John Beeline has been to what like three Sweet Sixteen, <laughs> He's been to a few Sweet Sixteens. He's won two Big Ten tournaments now. So that, that erases Tom Izzo's maybe, seven Final Fours. <laughs> maybe he's early March and yeah. Izzo's like late March. Late March, yeah. There you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll that split, makes the, more split sense. up the month. But that's the, uh, no, Beeline, um, yeah, Beeline's, Beeline's got it figured out. I mean, it's, it is awesome. Uh, a, a lot of people think that I, because again, I played basketball at Ohio State. Um, that you hate Michigan. That I hate Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so to clear up a misconception there, we, I honestly never hated Michigan when we were there. I, I did for the football games because it's just like you kind of have to fit in. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're if, peer if, pressure. Yeah, it's just like okay, fine. I hate Michigan. I, you know, <laughs> but um, I grew up in Indiana, so like I never really mm-hmm. grew up around the Ohio State, Michigan, even the football thing. Like I never really cared that much. I go to Ohio State. People are like, "Hey, man, you're supposed to hate Michigan." I was like, "All right, fine. I'll hate Michigan for the football thing." But Michigan basketball was never really a threat to us when when I was at Ohio State. Like we had great teams it was the good teams were like Wisconsin Michigan State Purdue was pretty good uh Michigan was like okay like we had good games with them but it was never really that big of a deal and I say that to say I think a lot of people expect me to to hate 
beeline and hate Michigan. And and I don't. They're fun to watch. I I really like this Michigan team. Duncan Robinson's a friend of the program. Yes. He's playing out of his mind right it's been now. Great. He he like sees the he's got like this the, the opposite of senioritis, which is like Hustleitis. Hustleitis. Like, you know, when you're in school and you get senioritis, you just give up. You're like, mm-hmm. this is stupid. I'm giving up on this. But I feel like when you're a college basketball player and you're a senior and it hits March and you know you're not going to the NBA, you're just like, I'm just, I'm letting it all hang out and I'm going for it. And and he seems to be doing right right now, playing really well. I, I wish I had a, a name for him for being able to close out three-point shots because that's what he's doing. That's his main seal right now. It's just to, like someone looks like they have a wide open, like in the Purdue game, there were yeah. so many times where they swing a ball around and you'd think, oh, wow, Carson Edwards has a wide, oh, hey, oh, here comes Duncan Robinson and just like, gets his hand out. It was amazing. He had a big, I think it was the Purdue game. Um, I th- I think it, when he had the travel. It, it might have been the, when yeah, he had the travel yeah. when, they, when they took the shot and then Duncan comes over and he just yeah. throws the ball right. down that and trying to make game. it a dribble. That was a Purdue, Purdue game. game. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been the Michigan State game. He had a huge play. He gets an and one, and then Wagner comes out. Wagner basically was stolen valor. <laughs> like, like Robinson and 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 uh, Duncan Robinson goes, gets fouled, makes the layup, and like go, turns to like the sideline because he all it's all like in one motion. He fouls. He turns to the sideline and is like putting his hands up, like get the crowd going and stuff. And then Wagner like kind of cuts in front of him and starts getting the crowd going. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa! Let, let, this is Robinson's moment. Let him do the thing. Um, but yeah, Rockman Abdul Rockman's playing really well for Michigan. Uh, Best Z- name in college Xavier Simpson. Playing really well. Like everybody's like they just Charles Matthews. They look so confident. And I think that's the the reason I like this Michigan's team so much is that um they, they, first of all, they play defense. And mm-hmm. that you know, if you had concerns about Michigan before in other years, it's like, yeah, they look great on offense, but are they gonna guard anybody? Do they care? This team definitely cares, but they still have the holdover of the offensive remnants of like how John Beeline teaches offense, which is basically just instill as much confidence as possible in all of your players. And in doing that, like Michigan, all these guys are out there and, and, and they catch a ball, they're open, they shoot it. They, you know, they're not the greatest offensive team in the country, but they're all super confident. And when you pair that with the great defense, like, I don't know, there's, there's a lot to love about that because let's be honest, most college basketball teams are not confident. No. Like most guys catch the ball and they're open and they're like, coach, did you say I'm okay? It's okay if I shoot this? Is that cool? Is that, you know? So when Beeline gets those guys like confident and he's got them playing defense, I don't know, man. The seminal moment of that game in the Purdue game, which was the title game to me, was it, this was in the second half. Isaac Isaac Haas goes up to the top of the three-point line. He thinks Michigan's just swinging, swinging the ball around. He runs up there. He runs over three or four people, like literally just, yeah. just literally steps all over top of them. And I'm like, what is Isaac Haas doing? He's just mauling people at this point. There's no foul called. He gets back in the lane somehow. They, they drive and they throw it back to Teske. And Teske, Teske. just has this huge dunk over yes. Isaac Haas. And then he goes crazy. We're all confused because Wagner and Teske are somehow the exact same person. I don't know if, if they're related or what, but they look the exact same. They're just going insane. They, they actually celebrate the exact same way. I don't understand it. But that was the moment where I was like, okay, Michigan's here. Isaac Haas, who, you know, his feet look like they're the size of the lane when he's you know, stomping around. He looks like he was finally deflated. And then the game opens up from there. And that's when I, I finally felt like Michigan is is here. They're like the best team in the Big Ten right now. Yeah, they beat Mich- they're definitely the best team right now. I mean, they beat Michigan State and Purdue, two mm-hmm. top ten teams. Two teams that have been in the top ten basically all year. Yeah. Um, by the way, they they had to beat Iowa in overtime in the first round. So like they even I don't know they have not lost a, a Big Ten tournament game since they got into that plane wreck, the the thing where they had to do the emergency landing. Yeah, haven't lost a Big Ten tournament game since. Tate. I don't know. Um, so Indies. Back to my back to my bad guy, uh, who is Jim Delaney, <laughs> because we're, we're not talking about the big, we're you know Michigan playing well, all that, but let's talk about the Big Ten tournament at large, the the the, the grand 
picture what of it the all means. tournament. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote I wrote on the ringer today about uh, uh, basically how the Big Ten tournament was great and was awesome. And it was probably my favorite Big Ten tournament of all time, even though Tony Carr just murdered my team yet again. And my other favorite team, Indiana, lost to freaking Rutgers. And um, everything about it I should not have liked. But Shout I did out to Rutgers. It. I thought they were going to win the Big Ten tournament at one point. They got really hot. Mm-hmm. Bill Raftery compared Corey Sanders to Kimba Walker. Yeah. He pulled it out. He's like, dare I say, folks, <laughs> dare I say it. We got some Kimba vibes in here. Well, I guess. Um, but the but the worry is that the, the Big Ten tournament was a success yes. at Madison Square Garden, and that is a problem because we cannot do this again. This is we we, we yes, cannot we have can. it. We cannot have it in Madison Square yes, Garden we again. Can. Um, it just like I don't know. It, it it didn't feel to me like a Big Ten tournament. It felt to me like the the some awesome event was going on in Madison Square some awesome college basketball event was going on in Madison Square Garden the crowd was great for the Michigan Michigan State game uh and then the Penn State Purdue game like I guess half the people Purdue left, travels but. we should say uh, the Purdue fans I was really impressed with when you looked at the crowd it was a lot of Purdue people you had the Rutgers fans that were coming out of the woodwork getting excited thinking are, are it, you know is is Rutgers gonna do it they they did win two games I mean this is Trenton New Jersey in the yeah. house they're just yelling stuff like that yeah but. It just never really. I don't. I don't know how else to explain it. It just like like the timing was weird. I, I know a lot of people, neutral fans, were like, "This is kind of cool that there's a power conference tournament going on like a week early, and we get like something to watch." So we're not watching just sort of every other. All, all the other conferences are kind of limping to the finish line because the conference races have been decided already. And well, it's actually genius because you're going against Lipscomb and Florida Gulf Coast right. on Sunday. So it's like, of course, I'm going to watch Purdue, even if it was a blowout. You know, even though Michigan was up the entire game, pretty much, it was like I'd rather watch that than watch Florida Gulf right. Coast Lipscomb. It was just, it just, it just didn't have. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain. It. I mean, like I'm a Midwestern guy, Tate. The Big Ten belongs in the Midwest. It just felt very dirty to me. It was, it was money. It was all about money. It was always about money. And Jim Delaney was just smiling from ear to ear grinning everybody's patting each other on the back mm-hmm. they're like throwing their shoulders out mm-hmm. patting each other on the back like, we did it we did it it's and, a lot of good for you and things but as has been pointed out a thousand times we're not out of the woods yet because mm-hmm. it all depends on like what's going to happen in the ncaa tournament from here and it's the big rust versus rest debate yes and that's what you're going to get on selection sunday every single time so michigan's probably going to be what a three seed right yeah or three, three or four seed maybe four but Yes, yeah, so either the top four seed or the last three yeah. seed, possibly, and they get that. And every single conversation that's going to come out of that is, well, the good news is, and I don't know how you're going to take this, but the good news is they they are getting a lot of rest. But yeah. The bad news is teams are going to come in hot. Yeah, the, <laughs> the bad news is Michigan was hot, and you, you just wonder is their momentum going to you know did they lose that momentum? And every pundit's going to have forgotten all the names on the Michigan team yeah. except for Wagner. So they're just right. gonna be like, I mean, you look at Wagner and uh, DJ. Oh, I mean, yeah, but the, the, so anyway, Delaney, bad guy, bad guy <laughs> of the week. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I you know Delaney's son went to Carolina, right? Delaney went to Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Delaney's a That's why I've I've said for years that Delaney is trying. Like his last great move is going to get Duke and Carolina into the Big Ten, and then he's going to ride off into the sunset. And that's it. I, that's I, his I, last will, move. I will quit one shining podcast. You can he, write that down. He's going to get Carolina and Duke into the Big Ten, and then he's going to he he wants to do that, and he wants to host. Uh, he wants to have the Big Ten tournament outside of America. That's his next move. Like he wants. To, he's, we're going to have him in Toronto one year, and he's going to be like, you know, there's a lot of because here's here's the thing that's pissing me off about people that are like defending. They're like, oh, you know, New York, it's a great, it's the Mecca. You got to let these guys play in the Mecca. Mm. The argument that like, but, but there are a ton of Big Ten alumni in New York City. So like, why not throw them a bone? You know, mm-hmm. like 
it's not that big of a deal. A lot of people are freaking out that it's not in the Midwest, but you got to you got to remember there are actually a lot of alums that live in New York City. Stop trying to get here's Northwestern fans to care. <laughs> Just stop. Here's the thing, though, Tate. Yeah, it's it's the Big Ten. There there are a lot of alums that live literally everywhere. <laughs> you could have the thing in, in you could seriously have it in London, and I bet there are a ton of Big Ten alums that live in like yes. the Big Ten has like five million alumni. Yeah. All over the world. It's not, you know, like <laughs> Jim Delaney's gonna go to Shibuya. You're like, we're gonna have it. Soon. We're gonna have it in El Paso, Texas. A lot of people didn't know this. A lot of, you know, a lot of those Illinois Purdue engineers <laughs> like that go Sicario? down to Sicario. <laughs> you like Big Ten basketball? I mean, see in El Paso. F- that is not a reason to have a tournament in mm-hmm. a city that's not that you know, especially next to Juarez. It's just, the, it's just the ethos of New York is spits in the face of Midwestern values. Like every, you know, I, I grew up. In Indiana, during the Reggie Miller heyday, where it was Hicks versus Knicks, mm. going up, you know, when they were playing the Knicks, the Pacers and the Knicks and those rivalries, and just the idea of New York disgusted people from the Midwest. And the idea of the Midwest for people in New York, they're like, those those dumb rubes, you know? Yeah. They're like, those, I don't like corn that those much. Those sister kissing sons of <laughs> bitches, you know? Like... And that was awesome. It's great, you know. Like and now, good. and now we're we're trying to. I don't know. Now like you're it. in the bag with them. Now, now, so now how does now, it feel? Now here I am, a coastal elite, live in Los Angeles. It's disgusting. It all disgusts you me. You were at the Oscars last night. Yeah, the Big Ten tournament in New York. I hate it. So what has Jim, Jim Delaney got his bag full. Everyone, you know, like everyone is saying it's the worst idea of all time going into the tournament. <laughs> everyone. And then <laughs> literally everybody. And then now everyone's like, "Well, we were wrong. Sorry, Jim. It was actually a great idea. No, it just cut it out. It, it worked. It worked just because at the, the the point I made in the piece I wrote, just because a bad idea works does not mean it was a good idea, you know? Look, I didn't read the piece, but I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll defend this. DC was a bad idea. That did not work. We Very learned we learned that Maryland has no fans in the DC era, <laughs> area and they're not gonna go to the games. So that part of it I thought was good. The fact that they did realize and they re- recalibrated the system and they're like, We're yeah. gonna go, we're like, all right, the mid mid Atlantic didn't work. We're gonna go full New York and see what happens. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna stick with this though, because they no. had great weather. The people right. turned out, and now the big east apparently a snowstorm is coming. I yes. can't, cannot we- confirm this, but that, that means that they're gonna have a real problem this weekend getting people to go to the big east tournament. But that's bad for the Big Ten because then every, it's going to be spun. It's going to be like, well, I guess, folks. Look at our ticket sales. I guess, you know, I guess that's what America wants is the Big Ten tournament in Madison Square Garden. I think it's and what I want. This idea that, like, you know, you know, listen, Madison Square Garden's awesome. It is the Mecca. I will. I agree. I'm on board with all that. Yes. Whatever, you know, mystique there is about that place, I'm with it. Um, But this idea that, like, everybody should should get a piece of that, like, every single Every person in college basketball is entitled to their moment in Madison Square Garden. It's ridiculous. I cannot I'm, wait until the Pac-12 has their tournament in MSG. Right. That's what that's what like, <laughs> we're destined for. Is like like Larry Scott in the Pac-12. He's like, well, you know, uh, we have a lot of alums that live in New York. How many millions of people live in New York? There's a lot of everything. Well, we are the lives, conference of yeah, champions. We're the I guess champions we gotta, live in New York. We got We got to <laughs> give our guys a chance. You know, I just feel like we need to give our guys a chance to play in the Mecca. Mm. I mean, listen, all all the reasons they're giving for having the Big Ten tournament in Madison Square Garden. It would make sense for Duke and Carolina to play there, right? Like, if why, why don't Duke and Carolina play in Madison Square Garden every time they play? They would make a ton of more money. It's a home game for Duke. We won't allow it. <laughs> right. They, they would make a ton of money. They would it, They would get the mystique of Madison Square Garden. It would be an all, like all these same reasons apply. You know why they don't? Because there's tradition. a thing called tradition. Yeah. Can we honor some tradition? For oh. once. So, bad guy Jim Delaney. Um, <laughs> I, so, the next four tournaments are in Chicago and in, in Indianapolis. They're going back to that. But he said, like... Once every so often, they're going to go to, I think they're going to go to Madison Square Garden. And I don't know. It sucks. I, I, it should happen like once every 20 years is my, is my pitch. Yeah, just do it when, you know, 
Move it. Just don't do it. If I you want to, if you want to move it around, like have it in Minneapolis or like Detroit or Milwaukee or mm. some other cities like that. Keep mm. it in the Midwest, man. It's a Midwest thing. I think it's good for Detroit, but then people are going to say Michigan State as a. How, how would you like? This is the equivalent of having the ACC tournament in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. In, Bro- in Brooklyn. And it's happening. But at least that's on, at least the Atlantic Coast Conference, that's on the Atlantic Coast. I mean, it would be like like you're having the ACC tournament in, in Dallas or something. That That's kind of how it feels. And you'd be like, what? You know. Tampa was the worst one. Tampa's bad. Tampa yeah. was hilarious. because the <laughs> There Yan- are a lot of bad ones. It was Yankee spring training when we were down there for the yeah. ACC tournament. So like Derek Jeter, A-Rod, everyone's around. Everyone's like super excited about the Yankees. No one even knew the AC tournament was going on. They're like, oh, man, the Yankees are in the hotel. Welcome to the Marriott. You know, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, yeah. they'll be up there signing. It's like, I thought the AC tournament was happening. Where do you, as a neutral fan, stand on the Purdue teams uh, after ha- the Purdue teams, the Big Ten teams, after watching the Big Ten tournament? Like, where do you stand with Purdue and Michigan State? Michigan State was – I feel like if Michigan State won the Big Ten tournament, they would have been everyone's pick to win the national title. I love that they lost. Would, would you agree that if Michigan State had won the Big Ten tournament – Everyone's office pool. The majority of people. Well, they're locked in. It's his season. So, yeah. um, in Purdue, I mean, you know, as a before before K to Big Dick started swinging that thing in Mackey Arena, Purdue was everyone was like, are mm. they the best team in the country? Now they're kind of sliding back. I still believe in them, but I'm biased. I'm a Big Ten guy. What are your thoughts, Dave? I think Michigan State's still the best ten, best team in the Big Ten by far. I don't even think it's close. Still, yeah. Michigan swept them. Michigan beat them twice this year. I'm not. I'm not afraid of that. It's it's about. To me, bad matchup. It's a bad, bad matchup. matchup. It's a bad matchup. But it's also one of those things where the Michigan State team has so much talent, and you look at Jaron Jackson, you look at Miles Bridges, and those games when you watch them, they look so out of sorts for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, like even Tum Tum coming in some of those games, and we love Tum Tum Nairn. We we are pro Tum Tum, but like he comes in just like a ball of fire, just like making turnovers <laughs> and just looking at like they just look so lost. And I don't I don't expect to see that when the tournament starts. Yeah. I actually like that they have two weeks. I feel mm-hmm. like Izzo can get in a room with those guys and just be like, we gotta lock the hell in. Like this, this yeah. is our time. This is our team. And I, I know got a reputation. Is- Goddamn, <laughs> yes, how dare you? I gotta you go some the next year. I already yeah. <laughs> I don't. Even, I still don't talk to Denzel Valentine and Brent Forbes after that bullshit <laughs> losing to Middle Tennessee. Now, God damn it, if you do that to me, you will not do that to me again. Yes, yeah. and it's. I mean, it's, it's the year with Flint. You know, with the back tattoo of Miles Bridge. I feel like yeah. this is a Flint type year for them to make the Final Four run. I still think they're the second best team in the country, even though we can't say that now because they've they've lost all these games. But I don't know. I'm Michigan State all the way. So Purdue, are you out on Purdue? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, yeah. Uh yeah, I don't yeah I don't disagree. Matt Matt Painter, um, we're are we gonna have some thoughts on him here in a couple of weeks? Purdue fans already have thoughts on him. I'm 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 in tune with the Purdue fans. They, I mean, you should have seen the Purdue fans after the Bahamas. You know, the early season trip to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of Painter discussion. Then then they rattle off 19 in a row. A lot of taking back that those Painter comments. And now so so that's really my to, question with Purdue right now with Painter and that whole team. Obviously, the way to beat them is to go at Haas, try to foul him out, get him out of the game early, mm-hmm. get him in foul trouble. And then Painter's had this, I guess, amazing season, but it's kind of been underwhelming. Like right. there's, there's been these highlights, and you thought they were going to win the Big Ten, and they get up, you know, top two in the country, and then they falter back. And then the Big Ten it's tournament, the- you think they're going to have this run, you think they're the best team, they should beat Michigan, and then they kind of get blown out. I mean, it's not a blowout, but if you watch the game, it, it wasn't very close. Uh I don't know. I, I, I'm i weird with Purdue right now. They're in the same boat as Ohio State where it's like, yeah. did we have what, a good what season? Happened? <laughs> what happened? Like two and a half weeks ago, this was like the greatest season ever. Yeah. And now it's like, what what, ha- what happened? How did we get here? Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, 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 
I believe in Michigan. I I, be, I believe in Michigan State. Purdue, I'm on the I'm out on Ohio State. Yeah, see, point. I think it's Michigan. I'm worried about Ohio yeah. State and Purdue. Those are the I'm ones worried I'm about worried the Ohio about. State five seed. I am also worried about Michigan being the four seed, upsetting a one seed. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm like Michigan, Michigan State are the two teams, and then I think there's a significant drop off, and then I think it's Purdue, Purdue and Ohio State are on the same yeah. level. Yeah. Um. All right, it's time. Let's get into some Kyle guy. Some Kyle guy discussion. We have we have a handful of things to touch on mm. with Kyle guy. First, sprained MCL. Uh, Gebin Matthias Gebin from uh, from Notre Dame ribs him on the knee, uh, and he goes down hard. I, I thought he was actually severely hurt with the way he went down, and he's grabbing his knee. The trainers are out there. He gets taken off. He's limping. People are freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, no, not Kyle guy, no. <laughs> and it turns out he's okay. Uh, or at least we have a little quote, but he basically says, <laughs> he says, my knee hurts like hell. That was yes. the exact quote from him. And then the next question he's asked if he's going to play on Thursday, apparently he's going to wear a brace. And he says, I feel a hundred percent ready to go. Now, this is what we call a classic contradiction. So this is the Kyle guy update with contradictions. And I, this is why I don't believe in percentage of health. When you say, when you say my knee hurts like hell and you have a sprained MCL <laughs> and you're wearing a brace, <laughs> But other than that, but other than that, I'm 100. percent Just say like, "Hey, my knee hurts. I'm wearing a yeah. brace. I'm probably like 85." percent Yeah, just give me that. Just give me yeah. Just give me that. Speaking of 85, percent um, speaking of Kyle Guy playing to 85, percent 80 percent of his potential. Mm. Again, I don't like to do this, but we are fair and balanced journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, we it's it's our duty to to. to we to can't say these hide things. behind the barriers of a segment. Kyle Guy, last 12 games, mm-hmm. he. Is shooting 35% from the field, 30% from the three-point line, mm-hmm. only averaging like 12 points a game. And I know Virginia, 12 points a game, that's like 20. Yeah, but it's like 20% of their it's points. It's still like not, you know, I mean, it's 12 points a game. Only two two rebounds a game about, one assist a game. Taking a lot of shots, too. And this man, I don't know if you saw this, Tate. This man was named second team All-American by USA Today. Today. And first team All-ACC. And he was also named first team all, first team All-ACC. Now listen, we're excited about this. We, <laughs> we, as we've said, we made Kyle Guy the man he is. We today. are purveyors of the Kyle Guy mantra. We, we, are, we like Kyle. We Guy. introduced Kyle Guy to his yes. fiance. She did not know who he was. She listened mm-hmm. to the podcast. She was like, "I'm interested in this guy." Literally, and she was like, "So you produced the podcast yeah. and you play for Virginia?" <laughs> um, so we're we're all we're obviously very pro Kyle Guy, but. When Kyle Guy is is being named second team All American for USA Today, and my boy Kate a big dick is is not even third team, he get he gets relegated to honorable mention. Mm. We have a problem, Tate. We we have a very serious problem. Um, the Kyle Guy hype has gotten out of control. Even Virginia fans are like turning their heads, like, Whoa. I mean, Devin Hall was not first. Team. What what the hell's He's going on? He's their here? best player He's and their the- best scorer, and people get mad at us. Uh, yeah. Like I said on this podcast, that Kyle Guy was going to be the de facto Virginia player. Like you, you called have, it, you did call. You this. have to pick a player on Virginia because they're so good. They're the number one team in the country. You have to pick a guy on that team, and they are literally a team. Everybody matters in some sort of capacity, and they don't have anyone that really stands out other than I guess Devin Hall. They just pick Kyle Guy. Everyone right. picks Kyle Guy. You don't even watch Virginia play, and you're like, oh, Kyle Guy. Listen, by us, by us saying that Kyle Guy does not deserve these accolades, it's proof that we actually watch Virginia. Yes. None of the other none of the other people that cover college basketball obviously watch Virginia because they're just like, let's see, Virginia's number one in the country. Someone from Virginia's got to be on this team. Let's just pick their leading scorer. Oh, who's this Kyle Guy guy? <laughs> oh, who's oh, this Kyle guy? Let's, uh, let's just throw him on there. But Tate and I watched, watched Virginia basketball because we're, you know— 
journalists. We're journalists. We do. We take our job seriously. So, uh, anyway, Kyle Guy, he's a hundred percent. Apart from the whole like blown out knee, <laughs> like I can barely walk, can't put any weight on my knee. Um, but that's that. So. And we should that's say Isaiah Wilkins, Defensive Player of the Year for Virginia, a guy that does get credit for for where it's due. I mean, he was unbelievable. He was the only guy that really shut down Luke May all yeah. season, like face to face. He was basically like, "I'm not letting this guy score on me." <laughs> this guy, he's like, this guy. He's like, "This guy's Luke May." He's like looking at Sterling Manley. He's like, "That's not Luke May." And that happened. My I think fa- he earned it that game. Speaking of Luke May, my favorite part of watching the game with all the Carolina fans was asking all the women at the bar, um, <laughs> is, is, "Is Luke May attractive?" A lot of no's. More no's than I anticipated. But you're also asking my girlfriend who, you know, yeah, yeah. she's she, just trying to she's be a nice. One, yeah, she's a one. Yeah. T- congratulations on the girlfriend, by the way. Good Thanks, for man. You. Good for you. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised. A lot of no's. I thought I, Luke May strikes me as a guy that would be beloved by the, uh, mm. by the women of Chapel Hill, shall we say. I'm waiting for him to really fully grow out the beard. I that, think that, that would help. That's the problem. That would help. Right now, it's like in between. We don't know where he wants to go with it. I need yeah. a playoff beard. And I need yeah. him to buy in. Is he coming back? Yes. <laughs> Come on, Luke May. Luke May's gonna be a GA on the team. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's what he's destined for. Uh, do we want to do Kyle's guy? Yeah, Kyle. Can you hear us? We can't. Kyle, we're Kyle, recording. We <laughs> we're recording um, on a stage. On a stage. Kyle's, Kyle's behind glass. Up. He's putting. <laughs> we can't read that. Kyle. We can't read that. Kyle. God. Kyle, act it out. Act it out, Kyle. Who's your? Who is it? Oh my God. He's doing a terrible job right now. So I think he's gonna come yell at us. We can't see. Kyle, you're ruining so the Kyle, You're supposed to act it out. Yeah, act it out, Kyle. I'm not going to say a word. Ooh, wow. Kyle, has, Kyle has handed us a piece of cardboard that he's One of my favorite players. Torin Dorn. Torin Dorn. I, I would like to get the backstory to this. Um, That's great. What was he? He was just watching the Louisville game, I suppose. I guess so. Yeah. Who would have thought? Good for NC good State. Good Kyle, yeah. That's, that's good reach. That's great for the brand. To Los Angeles. NC, NC State fans, by the way, they hate me. Let's be. Yeah, let's they, put that. They, they are not a fan of me. They should have never been a fan of me. But I said on this podcast that I thought they were one of the hottest teams in the nation, coming off their Georgia Tech loss, where they got screwed by the officials. Yeah, and I've never had people be so nice to me. Coming out of you know Huntersville, North Carolina, be like, hey man, hate the podcast, hate you, but I like that answer, and <laughs> that was great. nice. That was nice to hear. So you're, I appreciate that, NC hey, State fans. Congrats, you're learning how to play the game. <laughs> yes. You see how it works. Yes. You see how you see how I did the thing where I was like, I don't hate Michigan. I actually love. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. see what I did earlier? Yeah. Hey, you're learning. Tate. I'm learning. I'm learning. You're learning. Um, Congrats, Kyle. Good job, Torn Kyle, Dorn. with the torn door. We can't hear Kyle's commentary. We, I would love the backstory, but Kyle mm. does not have a microphone. Um, so sad. The, the the world will never know the story behind Torn Dorn for Kyle. But that's also um, just a, a great plug for Torn Dorn. I mean, yeah. a guy that you don't hear like when you talk about state. You, there's all these other guys that come up, Beverly or Yurt Seven, and Torn Dorn is, is an integral part of that team. So congratulations uh, to Torn. Let's take one more break. We'll throw some shout outs, some closeouts, wrap this thing up. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Yahoo. March is here, in case you didn't check your calendar, which means one thing. It's bracket time. Yahoo Sports Tourney Pick'em is the best place to fill out your bracket. We've mentioned this before, but all the Yahoo Fantasy app, you can check out our group, One Shining Podcast, Friends of the Program. Check it out. Uh, Joining a public group is really easy, just like our group. Or you could create your own group and play with your own friends. Or join Draymond Green's group (laughs) for a shot at $25,000. I really want to know if Draymond is paying out that cash. I would love to know that if anyone knows at Yahoo. Don't know your college hoops? Choose one of the autofill brackets. Pick coaches with the highest winning percentage or party schools. Wow. Or totally rebel and pick your least popular picks like Duke. There is no wrong way to fill out a bracket in Yahoo Sports Tourney. Pick them. Don't miss out on March Madness. Get your bracket in before the games tip off on March 15th. Build your own bracket now at yahoo.com slash tourney2018. Back to the podcast. 
All right, Tate, a few things we got to get to before we uh, wrap this thing up. Um, first and most importantly, we have an update on the mystery that will never end. Mm. This is chapter 643 <laughs> on the Michael Porter Jr. saga. Play the music, Kyle. All right, Tate, so mm. we get word, Michael Porter, at this point, if, if you're just tuning into the program, uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been cleared to play. He has been 100%. By his personal doctors. He is, this, isn't a, this isn't a Kyle Guy 100% situation. This is a, a, a legitimate 100% clear situation. Um, this, is, this is the medical staff basically begging the guy to play. They're like, yes. look, you can play. I promise you. Look, you can lay it in. Listen, He's like, I don't know. Listen, our entire careers depend on you playing. <laughs> Averaging like 20 and 10 the rest of the season. Why do you Everyone's think I'm like, in Missouri? Yeah, God damn it. Like, you think I want to be a doctor in Missouri? Holy shit. I went to Johns Hopkins, bitch. And I ended up here in Columbia, Missouri, working on your bum ass. Get your ass on the you court. You think Delaney invited me to New York? God damn. Get your ass on the court and start putting up points so I look better. Um, So, Michael Porter Jr. has been 100% cleared at this point, but he is still not playing. However, however, mm. we have news. Breaking news. Jeff Goodman tweets, one source on Porter, quote, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play at the SEC tournament. That is the most open-ended bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. And I'm so tired of this because one source could easily be the guy that's sending us updates. Every, the, 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 the same guy that said he's coming back for Auburn. The same guy that said he's going to play at Kentucky on Saturday. The same this, guy that said uh, I have wiretap of Sean Miller offering <laughs> <laughs> $100,000. Slay Bocce did it yeah. again. Um I will say this, the, just to leave it, I'd be shocked, mm. just like that that qualifier, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play at the SEC tournament. Not that he would play in the first game of the SEC tournament, not that he would wait it out to play in the championship. I think this comes down to, and I said this on Bill Simmons' podcast with you, I think that he knows he's a top five pick, Yep. and I think if he goes out there, they're going to hand him his shit. Yeah. And yeah. I don't blame him for not playing, because yep. I understand that feeling. But to go into a game cold like that, to all these guys have been playing a whole season... He, they're there, gonna wreck you. There's only one scenario where we're coming back and playing. I, when I when I say coming back, I mean playing this season, not like coming back for sophomore year. Because I actually think he should come back for yeah. sophomore year. But um, there's only one scenario where coming back is a good idea for Michael Porter, and that is if he can average like 25 and 15, mm-hmm. and if lead, he's Kevin Knox and lead Missouri mm-hmm. to the lead eight, and like that's pretty much the bar because this man has been hyped through the roof. Missouri fans are like, like their program was an absolute disaster. Like Frank Haith, the crop duster, as I like to call him, because he he shits all over, he farts all over a program and then takes off running and doesn't have to deal with the stench. And now he's in Tulsa farting it up. He does he does that to the Missouri program, gets the hell out of there. They're a disaster. Then they have just like all of this fall into their lap. I don't know how it necessarily happened. Hmm, I don't know. I'm sure th- I'm sure those those uh, journalism students in Missouri can can crack the case for me, but. Suddenly, just overnight, Missouri just starts landing, you know, all these great players, and everything starts. They falling get rid into place of Kim Possible, and then yeah. they they bring in their new right. crew. Um, but this was supposed to be the year coming into the year, and even now, like Missouri's not having a great year, but they're having a pretty good year. They're going to make the a tournament. tournament year. Yeah, yeah, they're having a tournament year, and there's still like the hope that Michael Porter Jr. is going to come back, and he's going to come back. He's going to lead us to the promised land. It's still going to happen. I'm crossing my fingers. It's going to happen, guys. It's got to happen, and. All the expectations are through are just like through the roof. This isn't a situation where like Kyrie with 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 Duke, where I mean, Duke fans weren't you know like their entire existence didn't hinge on whether Kyrie Irving led them to a Final Four or whatever. But like Missouri fans are at that point where they're just like so downtrodden. Uh, they they are just a, a tortured fan base, and they are putting all of their eggs in the Michael Porter basket, and that does not seem to be 
working out, decision. but it yeah. is working out that they got Jonte, his younger brother, mm-hmm. to reclassify to come to Missouri, and he's taken on a lot of the, he's shouldered a lot of the the burden of the team basically for scoring and stuff, and he's looked great. So that does give me hope about Michael that his brother is good, and he was supposed to be the. It'd be like if Leangelo went to UCLA a year early right. and was great last year, and Lonzo sat out the whole year. That's sort of what the situation is, and I don't know. That gives me hope for Michael Porter Jr. I don't think he's ever going to play this season. I don't think so either. I, I, I think I, I would be shocked if if. I would be shocked if Jeff Goodman's source isn't shocked if Michael Porter Jr. doesn't if Michael Porter Jr. is also shocked that he is shocked that he doesn't play. That's that's my statement on the matter. My best case scenario is Michael Porter Jr. plays, he comes out, he has twenty five and ten, he says I shocked the world, and then he sits out the next game. Ooh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> he's like, he's I like, did it. I'm I think, done. I think let me uh the the SEC so the SEC bracket, let me pull it up real quick. The SEC bracket is um Missouri will play Georgia or Vanderbilt on Thursday. So here the, it is. In the first game. And then they'll play Kentucky if they win. So you play Vanderbilt. Say Vanderbilt beats Georgia. Sorry, Yante yeah. Maiden. Love you to death. They played Georgia. Yante Maiden, great three-on-three pick for the SEC. People yeah. were upset we didn't pick a team. Yante Maiden will be on that team. Uh, they go into the first game. They play Vanderbilt, one of the worst teams in the SEC. Michael Porter Jr. comes back. He blows them out. He has 30, 30 and 10, and then he sits out the next game. And he says, I, yeah, He's like, I, that done. would be the move because you, yeah. you want no part of Kentucky. No. This, you, you don't want to play against Kentucky no. guys because you know how many scouts are going to be watching that game? Yeah, you don't want to mess with it's that. It's going against the guys that may be better than you. There is no way he's coming back for this thing. Um so yeah, th- that's the Michael Porter update. Uh, a couple other things we got to get to tape. Um, you mentioned this earlier. I think we need to to. I don't. I don't know. We, we need to. We need to bring it back up. Devontae Graham wins Big Twelve Player of the Year over mm-hmm. Trey Young, as you mentioned earlier. I don't have a problem with this. The part that's interesting to me, it was unanimous unanimous decision, Tate. Do Did you have a problem with this? I don't have a problem at all, but I do have a a problem with. The idea that being a unanimous selection therefore carries some sort of extra gravitas. Yeah. Every single time you talk about it, you're like, well, he was unanimous. You know, it's like yeah. when Stephen Curry won MVP. It was I like, think, he was well, the I'm first unanimous why. Because MVP. It, th- there are a lot of idiots who are sports writers. Yes. Um, present company excluded. But <laughs> no normal person in their in their day to day would be like, I mean, he was unanimous. But but it's a way to say like. No one remembers. Listen, he was so good that even the idiots mm. agreed that he was good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way, that's the point of bringing up the unanimous thing. But my thing is, I think that they did unanimous not to praise the apostrophe Devontae Graham. I yes. think it was done to slight Trey Young to say, basically put him in his place a little bit. Like we get, it's like almost like jaded lovers, you know, like we it, gassed this guy up and said he was so amazing. He was the next Steph Curry, all this, you know, he's changing college basketball. And then he let them all down, you know, he made him look a little bit stupid. So then they're like, Devante. My problem with all this is sort of the the uh, every everyone who votes on this stuff like they think they're so clever with how they're handling Trey Young. They're like, uh, you know, you know, you started seeing that with the National Player of the Year. Like Jalen Brunson's going to win National Player of the mm-hmm. Year, I think. Um, I don't think he should win it, but you, you started seeing the tide turn, and people were like, you know, uh, this might be a hot take, guys, but uh, I actually don't think Trey Young <laughs> deserves the award. And everyone's like, oh man, ooh, wow, that's a ooh, ooh, good for you for going against the yeah. grain. And like everyone thinks that they're different and like oh I, I got an interesting take for you not trey young how's that sound and then literally every single person did the the exact voted the exact same yeah. way and gave it to it's, it it's the i don't want to be that guy but i like my players to play four years and win mm-hmm. titles you know it, it's that stance uh if, if he's really the player of the year then why you know his, his stats dipped and why didn't he win the big 12 like Devonte graham did and all that i i think if gun to my head i probably would have voted for trey young still um, I, I still like you can't deny his stats and you get to the point where 
if you switch their positions, if Trey Young is on Kansas, is Kansas a worse team? No, they're not. If if Devontae Graham I won't say that. Devontae. Uh, oh, you love Devontae Graham. <laughs> if Devontae Graham is on Oklahoma, is he coming anywhere close to doing what Trey Young's doing? No, no. But, th- but this is and, the per- is Oklahoma winning more? No. But this is the perfect like you've had you've been Robin for three years next to Frank. Like he had Frank Mason yeah. for the whole ride and he's been, you know, and it's the story of Devontae's first season, I think he averaged like 5.2 points per game. He was coming off the bench. He wasn't really an integral part. And now he's worked his all, all the way up to being the senior leader of the team. So everyone's right. like, this guy's earned it. We want right. to give it to him. Yeah. Let's make it unanimous. That definitely happens to buy that. Yeah, of course. With the award voting. Of course. Um, so yeah, I, but I don't have a problem with it. I mean, Devontae Graham, either. great year. Kansas, uh, it looked like it was going to slip away from him. He, he's been playing out of his mind. And and I think there is something to be said. Like I, I If you want to frame it in a situation where like, Everything Trey Young did before conference play shouldn't count. I'm down with that. If that's how you want to attack the conference awards, I'm cool with that. And that's what self sold us on. Yeah, and, and that's what self. I mean, that 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 makes sense to me. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. Uh, one more thing before before we wrap this all up. Um, you are our American conference, American athletic conference correspondent. Uh, you watched Temple versus Wichita State. You you were famously out on <laughs> you were famously out on Wichita State like no, what in November yes. was it yes like, after after Maui yeah after Maui they lost like, to Notre Dame and Maui I'm done with this team team that's not going to make the tournament they rope you back in because you love Temple who, quality win over Temple who, Temple yikes yikes not <laughs> yikes even listed right like Joe um, Lenardi just wrote him off so then you became you became you, you made the argument that the American is a major conference yes. you're all in on the American I have a slogan love the it's called make American major again we want the American conference back we want to pull them up from the ranks of uh, the lowly abyss of the mid-major territory and you talk about some of the teams in the American conference that matter right now Cincinnati really really matters top 10 team we, we joke before the season Xavier Cincinnati are 17-18 always in our heads nope. this year they're five eight in our heads. Yeah, three eight in our heads. Something like that. So congratulations to them. First off, Wichita State. Um, they seem to be peaking at the right time. I know that they just lost to Cincinnati, but they are a, a real contender. People are going to pick them. That's like a, a fun. That's the contrary. It's, fun, pick. it's yeah. like I know about the Shockers. Yeah, I'll pick the Shockers. Yeah, that's what they're all about now. But the best game. The reason we're talking about the American, and this is what people don't understand. The best matchup in the American is a seven ten matchup in the tournament, and it's going to mm. happen on Thursday. And Interesting. It's Dumphy. Versus Dunleavy, and it's Tulane versus Temple. These you are love two, Temple, man. These are two programs right now. They're on the they're at a crossroads. It's like, what are we <laughs> gonna do here? Like, you know, Dunleavy's at Tulane, and he's like, I'm gonna get Tulane back. We used to be a contender back in the 1950s. Like, I gotta drop that bag. This is a private school. This is what yep. Dunleavy's do. Mike Dunleavy Jr. is gonna be on staff pretty soon, I'm sure. Dunphy's at the point where I got Quentin Rose. I got all these stars around me. Turns out they can't win. Shit. They were down 24 to zero to Tulsa this weekend, and He's going to be at the point where we're going to get rid of him and bring in some, you know, coach that can actually coach Ooh, these guys. Tom Crean, possibly Tom Crean. Someone slid into our DMs. Said Tom Crean, so bring him in. That would make the American great. We got to get on record. Uh, we should like just end the pod with saying we, we should just g- provide a soundbite of us saying Tom Crean will take the Tom Crean will take the UConn job. Tom Crean will take the Pitt job. Tom Crean will take the Temple job. Tom Crean <laughs> will take and just get us on record. So then that way we can like splice the soundbite and be like. Dude, we called this all welcome along. to the world, folks. So when it actually happens, like, welcome to the business. We We're predicting all this. Uh, but I will say, American, uh, if if you want to watch a fun tournament, watch that tournament. Watch that game on Thursday. Yeah. Temple versus Tulane. It'll be a, a really fun game. I Cincinnati, promise. Cincinnati uh, beats Wichita State in Wichita. Yep. After Wichita State beat them in Cincinnati, well, in Northern Kentucky, I think is where they were playing this mm-hmm. year. But um, yeah, it was a good game. It was a fun game. I, I only caught the end of it. Uh, I, I caught Connor Frankamp throwing up the uh, last second shot, trying to like cross this guy up and. 
He kind of sizes him up, does does like the ISO thing. He's like, and and you can just you feel the air get sucked out of the, the Wichita State fans. I will say it. this: my my biggest hesitation about Wichita State in the tournament is that when it comes down, when push comes to shove at the end of games, they don't give it to Shamit. They give it to Fran Camp. Yeah. It, it's it's like as if Fran Camp is like the ice cold dude that they're just like, we got to have Fran Camp because yeah. he's in the he's a, he's ready for the shot. He's ready to take it. And I don't think that's the Shamit's right. just like like he's been that way. I, like all year kind of he's not he's just not aggressive and that's cool and it's fine but you just I don't know it's like dude you're the player on this team yeah you're the guy yeah it's not McDuffel you know? yeah don't, don't McDuffel it's not sh- yeah I, I don't it's know it's not so, Shaq it's, it's not Shaq it's you um so yeah that's the American update we appreciate it good good for you Tate you're, you're, keeping, Go the, you're keeping the people abreast of the American Athletic Conference still the worst name worst name got to figure in, it out and AAC is too close to ACC and people were upset that uh, we, we said something I think I was talking about Temple and I said they were in the Big East and, and American fans get very upset I'm sorry I was trying to boost them up like what do you want oh, me you to said, do folks you said, you said Temple was in the Big East I think so I don't know I don't know what I say I don't listen back to this <laughs> Kyle loved that is uh, I, I I trolled a Cincinnati fans on Twitter to John Rusty and speaking of, speaking of biggies, yeah, but but I if if I can pat myself on the back, um, <laughs> I did it kind of masterfully. I didn't just say like Cincinnati's a mid major. I kind of did it to where like, damn, Cincinnati gets no respect as being one of the great mid majors, mm-hmm. and then Cincinnati fans were like, "Are you shitting me?" And I, I would respond to them, and I'd be like, "Uh, no, dude, Cincinnati is actually legit." <laughs> like I wouldn't address <laughs> no, that. Dude, I called I him love Cincinnati. Mick Cronin is a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> I want to address them, man. It's so fun. There's and we should say, we saw Cincinnati in person this year yeah. at Los Angeles play UCLA. It was a great game for Cincinnati. My, we like the team. My stance on Cincinnati is the same as it's always been. Make some shots. If you can make some shots, I'm with it. I'm with it. I yep. will ride with you. If you cannot get out of my face, I want nothing to do with you. We, we get it. You can play defense. Just make some damn shots. That's all I need from you. And when they're making shots, guess what? Guess what, Tate? Yeah. I'm, I, I've made it clear on this podcast a million times. You make shots, I like you. You miss shots at dumb, and that's where I stand with Cincinnati. So that's the mantra of this podcast. Um, you got any shout outs? Uh, shout out for me, Pat Ewing, congratulating all of his team on Twitter for getting their awards uh, in the Big East. You know, first team, second team, honorable mention, and he follows it up with the classic coach mantra, which we really love. Pat Ewing, I said some bad things about when he took the job. I Ooh, thought he was yeah. there to be the face of Georgetown, but not do the work. The man's doing the work. He's to see at practice bright and early. Coach yeah. Ewing, shout out to you. Shout out to coach. Speaking of coaches, shouting out. Um, I feel like I want to briefly mention this Thad Mata to Ole Miss situation. Mm. Um, I want to shout out to Thad Mata and tell him, don't do this, Thad. <laughs> uh, so the report was was that Thad is apparently was apparently in Oxford, Mississippi, uh, was what the report said. Mm. That I forget who reported it. ESPN, somebody. I mean, Schleybach. Schleybach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Schleybach reported it. He had multiple mm-hmm. sauces. Um, so... My first thought was like, this is this is bad. This is not good. Uh, my second thought was the exact same. But then you try to like think of maybe there's a reason he's there. You know, like what, you know, maybe he, he has family there. Maybe he has no disrespect to the people of Ole Miss. I don't really think there's a, a lot of reasons to go to Oxford if you're not mm-hmm. really like from the area. And if you, yeah, so he had no reason to be there. It was pretty obvious he was meeting with them. Um, I don't like it, Tate. I don't like it one bit. Like, if, if he takes the job, I'm going to love it. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to buy in. Uh, I'm going to become an Ole Miss fan. I will be down there. I mean, mm. the one thing that he has going for him if he takes his job is Mike Conley's in Memphis. Yes. That model being old. Like, he can use the Conley thing. You kind of like Memphis is a dumpster fire. The, the Tigers, the, well, and the Grizzlies too, but like the, the what Tubby's doing in Memphis is just bad. Um, so maybe Thad's like, you know, I use Mike Conley as my chip and, you know, maybe you can recruit a little bit. But, like, you don't need this, Thad. Come to Pepperdine, right? 
I think come to Pepperdine, but I will spin this a little bit. The good news about Ole Miss is that there is no pressure at all because football matters. Right. And Andy Kennedy is still the winningest coach in program history. Right. But they said so they So Thad can do Thad can do better than that. They said the exact same shit to Thad when he took the Ohio State job and then he won nine Big Ten titles and went to two Final Fours and they're like, eh, not good enough. Yeah, you have to we're gonna have to fire you. Sorry. Um He's like, I had this guy on the bench. He didn't play last year. His name's Caden Page. Yeah, they're like, We don't like hyphenated yeah. names. <laughs> It'll never sell. Listen, I, I I think I think Thad Mata, I mean the year Caden Bates Diop was having proves that Thad should have been fired because uh, you know, he didn't do anything last year. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Thad, Thad to Ole Miss. I think um, I don't have any inside sources on this. I've not talked to Thad about mm-hmm. this. It was my understanding his his daughter is a freshman at Butler. Uh, the, the Mata family has moved to Indianapolis. It was my understanding he was just going to just like hang in Indianapolis and chill for a little while and just kind of count his money. Um, the Gene Chiswick move. Yeah. So I I've always been under that assumption. If he does get back into ch- coaching again, I haven't talked to him about this because I didn't think it was necessary to bring it up. But um, I think Pitt makes a lot of sense. I think Pitt is like going to be interested in him. I think he knows the Midwest, which Pitt's not technically a Midwest city, but it basically is. Um, that would make a lot of sense to me if Pitt opened up, but I don't want him to coach again. I just want him to chill. So, And that's, that's a tough a, conference to go into. After going to 0-18, have no roster because so Kevin Stallings. Shout out to him. Also, Buzzcut Brad had his surgery. Yep. He, he fixed his shoulder. He's been playing with the shoulder strap. His shoulders popped out. Basically every game. It, and listen, I, I like Buzzcut Brad. I, I, I know he has friends of the program because... He's self-aware of the Buzzcut Brad nickname, so this is going to get back to him, what I'm saying about him right now. I would just like to point out, like, I, 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 I'm I, going to accuse him of his shoulder only popping out on nationally televised games. Mm. I'm not I'm not saying. A little just conspiracy saying. here. You think, like, maybe he's just gassing it up a little bit, you know, like, given the given the show. Like, uh, anytime they're playing a ranked team, that shoulder is coming out. You know that's happening. Um, But he finally got it fixed, got it surgically repaired, and Greg Gard reports that the very first words out of Brad Davison's mouth when he woke up after surgery was, we're going to beat Michigan. Like, love love the enthusiasm. Love it. Love this is, we expected nothing less of Brad Davison. A little confused why he chose Michigan. Did he know the tournament's over? <laughs> Did he think he had another game? He's like, I'm ready to play, coach. He's we're like, all right, Brad, well, next year, we'll, we'll see you. Greg's like, Brad, I uh, it's with a heavy heart that I must report we were 15 and 19 this year. <laughs> We we're not good. We are we are our, our season's over, Brad. It's done. Speaking um, of Wisconsin, Ethan Happ also is a graduate you're transfer. On this, you're on this thing. I don't understand where this is coming from. I I think Ethan Happ, a man that used to thrive on PR and box plus minus, uh, has fallen off by the wayside at an astronomical level. I mean, looked like <laughs> all year. I think he's got to go Hold to an, he's got to go to another Big Ten program and save I will not him. Let this, I, will not I think let this he's going to go to Purdue. That's my pick. That's my my graduate transfer move. That's what the Big Ten does. It's very incestuous. They just let players go different places. Ethan you're Happ to Purdue. To, you're trying to you're trying to submarine the Big Ten, and you always have been. That's no, why, no, that's no. why you pick Big Ten coaches as your good guys of the week. <laughs> I see what's happening here. From the moment Tate found out that Ethan Happ was not a senior mm. and that he, he he was graduating, so, yes. So Ethan Happ, He's free man, free agent, could could transfer and immediately play anywhere. He's out. Tate's eyes are lighting up, and he's like, how can I spin this to try to sabotage all the Big Ten programs? Because mm-hmm. I hate that the Big Ten is more relevant than they, the, the Big Ten. Even though it sucks, more people still care about it than the ACC. It, it just it drives Tate nuts. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. Uh, but shout out Brad Davison. Get well soon. We love you. We miss you. Um, we can't wait for next year when you beat Michigan. Um, so that's cool. Also, Red Panda's back. 
Yes. She was back at the Big Ten. The Big that was Ten the best thing the Big Ten had this weekend. Red Panda was back with her unicycle. Uh, we got the full report uh, with everyone discussing her uh, dish tossing. That was great. Uh, also, Chicago State, my good guy of the week, brought up uh, Tra- Tracy Dildy, the head coach <laughs> of Chicago State. People forget. Um, they were the only team left that would have gone winless in conference, just like our boy mm-hmm. Stallball did. Mm-hmm. And they get the win against the Kangaroos. The ruse. So they don't go defeated in conference. So Kevin Stallings is a man amongst... He's a man on an island. Yeah, literally amongst <laughs> And uh, here he is, Kevin Stallings on top of the world. Pitt is 2,000 to 1 to be to, to win the ACC tournament. We didn't even think those odds were possible with this Should we teams. put money on this? Should, yes. Should we throw just some ceremony, some ceremonial... What, what if Kevin Stallings does to Pitt what Valvano did to State in 1983 and goes on a full run, he gets the cardiac cats oh going, God. and he goes all the way to the title we're game? We're doing... Tate and I, are, we, we should announce, we're doing an emergency something uh, when Stallings gets fired this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a podcast, if we're going to do like a live video hit. Mm. Um, we're going to definitely do something to commemorate Kevin Stallings getting fired this week. Um, you got anything else? No. It's been a fun run. That's been it. Uh... I have one more thing before we wrap up. Um, so I, 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 for those who are, are paying a ton of attention to every podcast we do, I always close the podcast by saying, save the crew. I always mention it. I, I, my Twitter profile for the 7% out there that follow me that are real people. Uh, my Twitter pictures is save the crew. A lot of people ask me, what the hell does that even mean? Um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I love the, the Columbus crew, the soccer team we have there. They're trying to take them away from us. I'm not trying to get anybody to actually care about this. I know that no one cares about this, but Tate, fantastic news. The Ohio Attorney General has is suing the owner of the Columbus Crew yes. for trying to move the crew. Yes. Um, so we have reached a point in the Save the Crew court. process where it's not just like the fans are throwing up their hands like, how could you do this to us and crying? And and, and, <laughs> and neutral observers are like, yeah, this is hilarious. You're getting your team ripped from you. Is that what they're um, doing? These are assholes. Kind of. But uh, – We've reached a point now where the Ohio Attorney General is now taking the because there's there's like a Ohio law from Art Modell when he when he took the Browns, mm-hmm. Ohio said we're not letting that shit happen again, and they mm-hmm. put in a law to where if if a team if an owner of a team wants to move a team, he has to first like sell it. If if there are local people that want to buy it, he has to basically sell it to them, and and the crew owner is not trying to sell it; he's just trying to move it. So this guy, Dewine, the Ohio Attorney General, comes in takes him to court Tate it might actually be happening and I say that to say if it happens I'm taking all the credit for this and so, you're gonna be a minority owner sure so right? this is like it, the ball is actually rolling we might actually save the crew and and when it happens um, I'm going to be very obnoxious and take all the credit and so. for all those people that have been confused it's not Mark Titus talking to our production crew like save save mm. the crew like there was there was no, no I don't problems. care about them I don't care Kyle, about Kyle Kyle wasn't threatening anyone or anything like that so for everyone that was concerned that I definitely was, do not care about that crew yes it was, of it was course. the Columbus crew I just to make team. sure we cleared that we open the season at Toronto defending champs biggest rival of yes. ours win 2-0 um, it, it's, it's all happening this is supposed to be the last season of the crew in Columbus but we're going to make it happen Tate so that's that what you got something else no, I was going to say I'm a LAFC uh, oh, okay. I, I have okay. tickets and they had their first inaugural game 1-0 Kyle you hear that 1-0 win great game <laughs> Really big fan of the program. Have we, have we found our uh, our off season. Yeah, we're, we're, we're actually turning this into an MLS podcast. Transition to MLS. We're sorry. Uh, so before we go, follow us on Twitter at One Shining Pod. Send us your dirty laundry stories. We'll do one more dirty laundry edition on Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll probably we might do it. We might splice them all up together, like like uh, you did with the parent corner. We might make Kyle do that with all the best. Of. <laughs> Kyle just died. This is we might nightmare. do the best of. Um, but yeah, send us all your dirty laundry at One Shining Pod. He's at Tate Frazier. I'm at Club Trillion. Um, also, we we set up a Yahoo bracket challenge. 
Yes. And you're asking why Yahoo, uh, have you been paying attention? Yahoo's dropping the bag for us. Of course it's going to be Yahoo. Mm-hmm. So um, also Yahoo, it makes the most sense. They're, they're, they're taking We're down a bunch the, of Yahoos. They're taking down we'll the college basketball. Yes. Um, so yeah, Coach check K that out. We have, it, we, we have a bracket challenge thing. It's, it, I think it's Pandora at the top of our Twitter page. So mm-hmm. go check that out. Join our, join our bracket pool. You can go up against Tate and I. Um, and finally, conference tournament state, just one parting shot. Who, what, what's the one you're most looking forward to? I know you're going to say ACC, but otherwise, otherwise, other than ACC, what's the, what's the one you're most excited about this week? Big oh. East. Big East. Tune right. in. It's a great tournament. Two teams that have one seeds, Villanova and Xavier at the time. I think watch that tournament. And then we get Mullen Patrick Ewing, part three. Mullen Patrick Ewing, part three on Wednesday. All the conference tournaments start on Wednesday, except the ACC. That starts on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We get um, Notre Dame plays Pitt. I, I think I'm most interested in Notre Dame. I don't, not so much the ACC. I think Notre Dame has to beat Pitt, Virginia Tech, and then they get Duke. They rattle off those three wins, State. The Irish might be in. We really need the Irish in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, anyway, ACC tournament kicks off Tuesday. Rest of them are Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday, kind of breaking them all down, looking into the the weekend. They're, at that point, what, we're going to be in the Final Four of some of these conference tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, things are going to be juicy. Check that out. In the meantime, save the crew. 